Aaron Schlein here, and you have landed on episode number six of the Dramatic Travels podcast. Today on the podcast, I welcome Tamara Gruber, who writes a blog at we3travel.com and is also the co-host of the Vacation Mavens podcast. So here on episode number six, I interview for the very first time a fellow family travel podcaster. Super exciting. Really enjoyed my conversation with Tamara. She shared all sorts of just really cool stories from her childhood all the way up to her most recent activity with Vacation Mavens and We Three Travel. Whole lot of fun. So enjoy my conversation with Tamara Gruber. But before that, we've got to fire up the theme music and hear from that really handsome announcer. You have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life-changing travel. This is Dramatic Travels. Part of my mission here at Dramatic Travels is to make sure that you and your family have the best chance of making your family travel dreams come true. So please head over to DramaticTravels.com slash family and learn about some exciting ways that I'm working to ensure that you get the best value and the best experiences that family travel has to offer. That's DramaticTravels.com slash family. Dramatic Travels family, I am very pleased to introduce you to my featured guest today, Tamara Gruber. Tamara is a fellow podcaster. I'm very excited about that. Tamara, are you ready to dive head first into some family travel drama? I am. Excellent. Tamara is a family travel blogger at we3travel.com and co-host of the Vacation Mavens podcast, where she shares destination information and travel tips to help make family travel planning easier. Tamara. That's the official bio. Why don't you please take a minute and expand on that and tell us about your world. Sure. So I am a mom of one. I have a almost 14-year-old daughter and we live in Rhode Island. And I really got into travel uh, or at least travel writing and travel podcasting as a kind of side note, which I think many people will do. But my background is really in marketing. That's what I went to school for. That's what I did for about 20 years. Um and I think it was helping me prepare for the writing and other social media work that goes into being a travel blogger. So that's that's kind of my background in a nutshell. Great. Well, I want to hear pretty much everything you have to say about from We Three Travel and Vacation Mavens, but I want to start your travel story at the very beginning. So let's go back in time and tell us about your earliest travel memory and the emotions that made it so memorable. Well, you know, as a family, we did not get to do a lot of travel because we didn't have a lot of money. So really, our trips were driving up in the station wagon with a family of six and two dogs to my grandmother's house in Vermont. And we would do day trips from there. So that's kind of like my earliest travel memory. But when you want to go a little bit further, and the thing that when I saw this question, it kind of jumped out in my mind was when I was 16, I think it was either 15 or 16. I went with my Spanish high school class to a trip to Mexico. And it was the first time I'd ever been on an airplane definitely the first time I'd ever been out of the country. And it was, you know, a huge thing. I think I even cashed in like a life insurance policy, which maybe is not recommended, but to be able to afford to do that. And I just remember sitting on the plane and the first time, you know, taking off and feeling that acceleration and just going like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And so that was kind of like my first, you know, real travel memory. Um, and it's funny because I look at now my daughter, she first tra- 
got on a plane when she was, I guess, four or five months. And she did her first road trip when she was maybe four weeks. So um, a lot has changed. You know, she has a very different life than what I had growing up. But I've been trying to make up for lost time. So if she was on that airplane at five or six months, she maybe didn't have that, oh, my God, oh, my God moment on the airplane. What do you what do you suspect that her oh, my God moment was? Hmm, I think for us, we had we have two. So one was when we took our first really long flight, which was to Hawaii. So we're on the East Coast. And so we flew Boston to Newark and then a 10 hour flight from Newark to um, to Honolulu. And then we went over to the big island from there. So it was definitely like a really long travel day. And uh, even though she had been on many flights, what was really funny about that one was that it was it was kind of a big trip for us in that we it was my 40th birthday and it was our 10 year wedding anniversary. So we wanted to do it in style. So we had saved up a lot of points and we were do, we were going in first class. And she sits down, you know, and there she's her little like five-year-old self in this giant first-class seat. And they bring her this gorgeous fruit um, shrimp cocktail. And she is looking around and she's like, we should always travel like this. And I'm like, yeah, we should. But of course, like we definitely don't. So I think that was, you know, that was one kind of memory for her. And then the other was our first um first trip to Europe when when she was eight, we went to Spain. And I think just being exposed to a truly different culture, which is very different than, you know, she's been to Jamaica and the Bahamas and, you know, some other um, Caribbean islands, but that doesn't um, have the same impact as going, um, like going to Europe. So for her, like, going to a place where you speak another language and just taking that all in. She just she soaked it in like a sponge and she absolutely loved it. So I think those would be the two that that come to mind. Well, the the first class trip and then the the, the trip to Europe, you're setting the bar awfully high, which is which is really it's kind of I think it's good because it just challenges you, you know, trip after trip to try to just maybe add something another layer to her, you know, her travel memories that she didn't get from previous trips. And when she traveled the way she did as a youngster, you know that that bar gets set pretty high, and you guys have your work cut out for you, which I think is awesome. That that challenge time after time to continually inspire your kids and, you know, set them up well to, to, for adulthood. So, yeah, well, let me, let me say that we're not setting her up for a first class lifestyle (laughs) because we have not traveled um, first class since then. And we did a lot of Airbnbs when we were in Spain. So, you know, but we do always try to have like one splurge and, you know, for us, it's more about taking in like the cultural moments and the educational types of things. Um, so that's really what we try to base more of the memories on. Although we do have, like I said, one kind of wow experience usually for each trip. And t- tell me about what does a wow experience mean to you? Just something that is going to be extra memorable. And maybe it's something that is fulfilling a dream. Like when we were in Iceland, we did dog sledding and she's literally since the, she was in first grade, she has saved money so that she could watch the live stream of the Iditarod. She's always begging to go to Alaska in March to watch the Iditarod. So she's really into like the whole dog sledding thing. And so for her to get to do that and to actually stand behind the sled and be a musher as we're out, you know, on this gorgeous glacier in Iceland, it was for her, it was a dream come true. So that was, you know, one of those wow moments. And then I don't know, just like recently in London when we we did a whole bunch of Harry Potter stuff and that was just so good for her. So just something that really um, 
I don't know, something that's really going to stand out. I mean, we do a lot of museums and a lot of walking tours. Um, and she has a really good memory of those. But there's still something special about, you know, some of these these kind of standalone activities. Yeah, those wow moments. Some some of those things you just described might be once in a lifetime for some people. And it sounds like she's had a handful of once in a lifetimes already. And that's huge testament to 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 your parenting and your husband as well. And just the the goals that you're setting for yourself and making travel a priority because you know what the impact that it it's gonna have on her growing up. And I I commend you for that and uh and for also for getting your message out there through your through your blog, We Three Travel, and through your Vacation Mavens podcast, you're getting that message out to as many people as possible because you see the value in travel for young people and, and you're getting that message out into the world. So bravo for that. Tamara, let's move on to talking more about you and your childhood. Can you get, uh, introduce us to a single person who inspired you to travel and help us really get to know them? You know, I wish I could, but there's a lot of things about me that uh, even my husband looks at me and he's like, where did you come from when it comes to your family? (laughs) Because I'm just um, my own person, I think. And so I don't know, maybe it was just the fact that we weren't able to go places and I dreamed of um, a slightly different life than I had. I do remember as a teenager that I had bought travel posters. And that's how I decorated my room. You know, and I remember even earlier than that, when I was looking at uh, careers, it's weird to say earlier than that, when I was looking at careers, but I I really remember going to the library when I was a young kid and like reading books about like different things that you can do. And I'm like, Ooh, a flight attendant, you get to travel all over. And I mean, I quickly changed that I had absolutely no desire to be a flight attendant, but you know, still like the idea of, of travel was always something that was really interesting to me. And even little things like when I would, we would go to, I grew up in New Jersey. We would go to the New Jersey shore. I wanted to like come home a different way. I always wanted to see something new and different. So I don't have one person, but somehow it's always been a part of me. Is there anything you can describe just about your own personality or any personal habits that that really contribute to that self-motivation to be able to see so be able to really see into your future and say this is something that's important to me and then start setting yourself up? at that young age to achieve those goals, you know, as an adult, that's, that's, that's a remarkable trait. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? I think I'm very much a planner and that goes into everything. And that's why now I help other families plan their trips. And that's what got me into my travel blog is that I spent so much time researching our trip that I thought, oh, this is something that I should share for others to save them time. So my plan, you know, was always like, I'm going to be a successful businesswoman. And I remember, uh, and I'm going to sound like the biggest nerd, but I used to collect business cards. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember the show, was it Family Ties with like um, Michael J. Fox, you know, he was like, they used to call me Alex P. Keaton because I was always like very business oriented and I wanted to collect business cards and I would take like my mother's uh, accounting ledgers and pretend to work in them. So I don't know, like it just always came from that I wanted to have this path through life and I knew that I was the one that needed to get myself there. So I needed to work hard to put myself through college, put myself through grad school and, you know, in my career. So that was just always a focus on, of mine is just to reach these life goals that I'd set for myself. And, you know, travel was a part of that. And when I was working um, and I was able to travel for business, I would always, especially when I was younger and single, I would 
go out a little bit early to take a couple of days to explore a city. You know, if I had to be there anyway, then I wanted to have a chance to get to see it, which many times when you're traveling for work, you you don't get to do that. Um, so there's just something about me that was just goal oriented and very much a planner. And I'm very much into checklists and um, nothing makes me happier than checking something off of a list. So I don't know. Absolutely. First of all, I am old enough to remember family ties. Okay, and, good. And that's another, you brought up a point just about traveling for business because I travel for business a fair amount and I kind of, I get comments from people, oh, it's so cool. You get to travel, you get to see all these places. When you're traveling for business, you really don't get to see the places you're visiting. It really is work and it's, it, there's very little that's glamorous about it. It's the kind of trips where you, you get to actually plan plan where you go and what you do and what you want to see and fulfilling those travel goals. That's where the real magic happens. Just going to a place because I had a conference or a meeting. Yeah, I can check it off the list, but it doesn't have that impact that, you know, that real experiential travel has that, that you really are championing through your blog and your podcast. So Tamara, one thing that I really, one goal that I really have for this podcast is to break down barriers for parents who are thinking about travel with traveling with their kids who want to travel with their kids, but really don't know how to start. And maybe they're even fearful of what could happen when they take their kids out of the country or on you know, a, an exotic experiential trip. Can you describe a low moment from your travels and tell us something that you learned from it? So I'm not sure I have, you know, quite there's there, whenever you travel, things go wrong. And I think that that's something that parents should always keep in mind. Um, so I don't have like one moment to point to, but you know, there are definitely times where I have um, messed up a train schedule and we've been stranded in Spain and had to take a bus instead. And uh, you know, there are moments where things go wrong, but I just think that that, that is part of travel. Like no matter what, it's kind of like part of life that things are going to go wrong. Um, and I think what I've learned from that is, is to expect it. And as much as I can to try to overcome that with planning in advance, I think because of my personality, I've never been someone that is more of a, impulsive, you know, let's just go with the flow kind of thing. I do. I definitely have learned also to let go of my plans so that if something goes either doesn't go right or we're just too tired or we just don't feel like it, that we just let it go. And I don't stress about that. We've missed seeing that one thing that I wanted to see, you know, so I, I've learned, I've learned both um, a little bit more to go with the flow. um, But I've also learned how important having a structure in place, you know, really is. And I think, again, that comes down to, you know, I do a lot of research in advance and I do um, try to foresee some of those things. You know, I, my family, especially when we are hungry, um, we are cranky. And so I always try to think about, okay, if I'm going to be getting out of this museum or activity at lunchtime, I need to know where we're going to go nearby because otherwise we get stuck in this loop of where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? And and then by that time that we finally make a decision, we walk into some terrible touristy place and we have a terrible experience and we're still grumpy. So, you know, I try to foresee some of those things and plan around it. So I think that's one thing. Um, and if I can, if I just can jump in in terms of the um, the concern of families of of going ahead and doing this is that, you know, I actually wrote a post about um, how to prepare a, a 
child to travel and how to kind of raise a good traveler. Because I think that this is really, really important in that you don't just jump into it. You know, you don't just jump into let's go to Europe for a week. Like I really believe in starting small and doing things locally. So, you know, from the time my daughter was little, we visited local museums and we would, you know, we would just explore locally. And to me, like that got her accustomed to being exposed to new things, um, knowing what it's like to go to a museum or do some of these other activities. You know, we try to eat different types of food, you know, so just really trying to, to have that background and then involving them. Maybe I'm jumping too far ahead, but just like involving them in the process. And I know when we went to Spain, like we watched videos and we read books and I'm, I'm just a, I'm a huge reader myself. And so is my daughter. And so I really believe in, um, you know, reading about something to kind of set the stage for what to expect. I mean, even back when she was really little, we would read about Curious George goes to the dentist, you know, so that she'd be prepared to know what to expect when she went to the dentist. So that's kind of all part of my process. And I think that that has helped us in many ways. And you have a remarkable infographic on your site. I I was looking at it last night. It was, I believe it was 15 ways to to raise a great traveler or something to that effect. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to link that up in, in the show notes from this interview so other people can check it out if they haven't already been to we3travel.com. It was awesome. I, that's something that I, in my mind, I would have liked to create for my audience, but I don't have to because Tamara already did it. <laughs> so I'm going to link that up for you guys to check out. You'll really enjoy it. So let's travel to the other extreme. We kind of went into some of the fears and maybe some of the darker parts that can pop up in travel. But let's talk about inspiration. Tamara, can you tell us about one of your most inspirational travel moments and really take us there to that moment and tell us that story? I, you know, there's just certain moments that stick out in my mind when it comes to family travel. And I think they're more, um, I don't know if they're my inspirational moments, but hopefully they would be inspirational to others in terms of family travel. And that is when I see things click. And when I see the value of what we're doing, you know, and how exposing her to these different opportunities has opened up her world in such a different way. So one of them, we were in the, 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 um, the Prado Museum in Madrid. And my husband and I were actually getting like a little bit tired of the museum. And my daughter saw a piece of artwork on the wall. And she's like, Oh, that I recognize that from one of my art books, which of course we had bought an art book after we visited our local art museum. And she used to look through them. And the joy on her face of seeing something in real life that she had before only seen in a book, it, it was just kind of magical. So like I really like for me, I took just a lot of joy in an um inspiration from that. There have been times when we were in Rome and we were doing a tour of like the Colosseum and the Forum. And of course, the tour guide was asking different questions. And my daughter was like raising her hand and answering them because she had read a book about it beforehand. But then for her to get to see it in real life, like I knew that that was going to stick in such a different way. Like, it just doesn't stay with you if you don't see it with your own eyes and experience it with your own eyes. And so for me, some of those types of moments were really what I'm like, this is why we do this. This is, this is so important. And other times, you know, honestly, it's just like seeing it through their eyes. I mean, there, I talk a lot about, you know, Europe and like bigger trips, but I 
always remember the joy of bringing her to Disney and we're not a big Disney family, but we did go when she was little and she was really into the princesses. And when she saw that castle for the first time, Oh, like I was crying because she was so it just seeing the joy in your, in your child's face, I think is what really inspires me. Yeah. And you set that ball in motion. You made that happen and you you deserve those, those moments. And it's just, it's, it's incredible when you can just see the impact that you can have on, on your kid's life by getting them out there and, and showing them these things. And then when you see, like you described your daughter raising her hand and asking questions and like, she's really starting to kind of take the reins on her own. That's when you can really sit back and shed that tear and really feel, feel, feel good about what you're doing. So yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So let's switch to, let's talk about what you're doing right now. So first let's start with uh, vacation mavens. Tamara, you are the first podcaster I've interviewed, which I'm, like I said before, I'm very excited about that. Tell me about the vacation mavens podcast. Well, you know, I've always been a big fan of podcasts and in the family travel space, there. are you know, there are a number of them about nomadic travel or RV travel or Disney or um, ones that are interviewing other traveling families. But what I really wanted to focus on, and I was so happy to meet up with my podcast partner, Kim from Stuff Suitcase, because she also loved podcasts. And we realized like, there's no one really talking about it just from like, how do you plan a family vacation perspective? And so we kind of jumped into that, that niche and decided to fill it. And we both have, um, existing contacts and and sites. And so we focus really on a mix of specific destinations and interviewing people that really know those destinations well, in a way that can help people start their travel planning, you know, where to stay, what to do, how to structure your activity, you know, your itinerary. And then we also interview people that are experts in certain types of travel, whether it's like budget travel, luxury travel. We've had things like with how to, um, how to travel with kids that have allergies or other types of, you know, more specific um, travel uh, experts. And how exactly did you connect with your partner, Kim from Stuff Suitcase? Yeah, we were at a conference. Um, it's, it's a nice little world where you get to meet up and become friends in real life with people that you've you've seen online and you've read their stuff and you see them on social media, but then you get to be friends in real life when you attend these conferences. And so as we were talking and hanging out, we started talking about podcasts and, you know, the idea kind of germinated. And then we saw each other again a month later at another conference and we said, we should do this. And so that's how it started. And then how long from that, that light bulb moment to until that first episode of Vacation Mavens? Probably about five months or so. Um, I'm very much a planner in my back, as I said, and my background is in marketing. So you know, we put together a launch plan. We put together, you know, details of everything that needed to happen, and we work on an editorial calendar. And I definitely think having a partner to split those responsibilities is very helpful, especially as we both do have other things that we do. So. Well, as long as that partner is as committed to the cause as you are, and it sounds like yeah. it certainly yeah. sounds like Kim is that person, but it can be a partner can absolutely have the opposite effect if they're not as committed to the process as you are. So uh, you guys found Very each other, true. which is that's so so fan, so wonderful that you guys found each other. You guys got that thing off the ground because people come up with harebrained schemes all the time. I'm going to start a podcast. How many of them actually do it? Not very many, but you and Kim are are two of the people that that got it off the ground. So congrats on that. 
Thanks. So, yeah, I think most podcasts last, what, like seven episodes or something like that? That's the number. The average yeah. podcast gets to episode seven and no further. So I think we're on about 86 or 87. So yeah, I think you're 86. I listened to your most recent episode yesterday. Ah, nice. Thank the you. Galapagos Island episode. I loved that episode. I thought we had um, someone that gave some really, really great advice. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And I actually and I listened to your very first episode too to just get the contrast to see the progress that's been made over the course of 86 episodes. And you guys have really, really honed your craft and you should be proud of proud of Vacation Mavens. It's a great podcast. Cool. Thank you. You mentioned that you were filling a niche in the travel podcast market. And here on the Dramatic Travels podcast, I touch on many different aspects of travel, but at its heart, it's a family travel podcast. And I want this show to inspire parents to travel with their kids. And I want them to learn from influential travelers such as yourself about the benefits of traveling with their kids and how travel prepares kids for a life in a way that can't be taught in school. Now, the number of travel podcasts pales in comparison to other categories, say like business or entertainment. And when you drill down a little deeper within the realm of travel-related podcasts, there are very, very few that focus on family travel the way Vacation Mavens does. So Tamara, why do you think that is? Well, you know, I, I think that podcasting is still like coming into its own. I think that it's come a long way recently and there's definitely, you know, new ones popping up every day. Um, but I think that, you know, it used to be very strong in the tech community. And I think because like I have a background in tech and Kim is very interested in tech, it's not as intimidating. It's, I mean, it's a heck of a lot easier to come out with a blog. You know, you can do that with really no startup costs and it's pretty easy to do. You know, there's a lot of tools out there that make it very easy. Podcasting is a little bit more intimidating. And once you get over the hump, then it's not too bad. But, you know, there is a, a little bit of equipment to buy and there's certainly... Um, some skills to learn. So I think that that might be enough to kind of be enough of a barrier to entry that that people aren't doing it. And, you know, other people are more focused on um, different social media platforms, for example. Yeah. and But I certainly encourage anyone out there who has just that little inkling that they might want to start a podcast, definitely look into it. There's tons of resources out there. Uh, and certainly get in touch with me, Aaron at DramaticTravels.com or I'm sure maybe Tamara We'll be able to offer some advice for getting into this podcast world. It's a whole lot of fun. If you've got a message you want to get out to the world, podcasting is a fantastic way to do it. So Tamara, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our nonprofit partner, and then we're going to be right back. We're talking about your specific tips for travel with family. Stay with us. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of where they come from or how much money they have. I believe this to be true, and so does Flight. Flight is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. Flight was founded in 2015 by travel author and blogger Matthew Kepnes, better known as Nomadic Matt. Since 2015, Flight has sent three groups of students to Mexico, Cuba, and Ecuador, and they're in the process of selecting their next school partner for a trip this coming summer. Flight was built with the support of donors who believe that travel can positively change the trajectory of one's life and create more well-informed global citizens. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com slash flight. There you'll find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. Now, flight is spelled F 
L-Y-T-E. So that address again on the web is DramaticTravels.com slash flight. All right, Dramatic Travels family, we are back with Tamara Gruber from We Three Travel and the Vacation Mavens podcast. It's time to turn up your earbuds and pay attention because Tamara is about to teach you all some travel lessons. Tamara, how do you best capture your travel memories? And do you have any tips for using that method effectively? Well, you know, it's definitely evolved. You know, when I started, even way back, uh, probably almost 20 years ago, I kept a travel journal. So, and I'm still kind of a fan and I've definitely encouraged my daughter to have a travel journal. And oh my goodness, like there's nothing cuter than looking back at your kids' travel journals. Like those are keepsakes. We actually left one somewhere and I I was, we were both heartbroken because, you know, the memories in those are so special. So, you know, travel journals are great because you can at least keep track of where you ate and where you stayed, because I don't know about you, but my memory is not always so great. So I need to look back at some of those notes. And it's just kind of a nice thing. I th- I think for kids, again, I like to give them a travel journal because then when you're sitting around at meals and people are getting a little antsy, if you have a weight, there's something for them to do or there's something for them to do on a, a plane or a train or a car. Um, so that, you know, old fashioned way is still is still good. But I think now mostly you know, I'm documenting it through my blog, which is a lot more detail than what most would be. But social media, you know, certainly helps um, in terms of sharing it with your family and friends, but it also kind of creates a record for you. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love one of the things that I do love about Facebook is that whole on this day, you know, when it, it shows you the things that you've posted on that day in previous years. And that's almost like a little scrapbook, you know, where you can relive those memories. So I, I love that, that aspect of it. Um, and sometimes you can also, if you're doing on social media, you can, there are a number of tools where you can take those pictures that you've posted and turn them into a little photo book, like super easy. So kind of take some of that work out of it too. Otherwise I used to do scrapbooks. I used to do, um, photo books for each of our trips and add in some of those details in the captions. So there are so many different ways. I think you have to find what what works for you? What what do you enjoy? Do you do do you enjoy um, more of a, of a visual versus more of a written memory? And I I definitely think that keeping a, a journal or even just some quick notes, whatever works best for you. I, I don't ask people. I don't recommend that people go outside of their you know their their comfort level really when it comes to capturing those travel memories just out of fear that they're not going to follow through on it whatever works best for you and it's re- it's so effective even just jotting down a handful of words on a scrap piece of paper when you want to jog those memories later on just reading even if it's just a on the back of a postcard or a few words on a, a receipt from a, a restaurant or a museum you re- you go back to that moment you remember where you were when you were writing those those handful of words sometimes that's all it takes to tap into those memories. Those memories are all in there. They're in your brain. You just got to have some kind of key to unlock them and, and bring them back to the surface. So do what's best for you. On my site, dramatictravels.com, I actually asked a friend of mine to write a blog post about the best ways to create a travel journal for kids because I am th- that is definitely not my er- area of expertise. So if you go to dramatictravels.com, I have a great blog post by my good friend, Kieran and Andrews, 11 ways to keep an awesome travel journal with your kids. So Tamara, can you give us one specific lesson or a skill that you've learned in your travels that helps you navigate everyday life? 
Well, I think some things are just internalized. And what I spoke about before, which is just resiliency, you know, both in my child and in me, the fact that you go through things when you travel and you just have to kind of roll with the punches sometimes, you know, flights are delayed and things happen. Um, Building up that resiliency helps you get through life because, you know, life is not all ups. There's a lot of ups and downs. And it can either really throw you or you can learn to go with it. And I think sometimes also getting out of my little bubble of, you know, my house and and school and the community um, and seeing things from a broader perspective, you know, helps me maybe with the whole don't sweat the small stuff, you know, like where I can really look at bigger picture of what's happening in the world and and I don't know that things come back around and, and just have a, a little bit more of a relaxed, um, I'm still very much a type A kind of person, but but I think I've learned to not be as uptight about things as I used to be. Yeah, travel gets you perspective and it gets it it can it can get you that perspective a lot quicker than you would get it normally if you would get it at all. Just the, the things you experience. It's accelerated living. You know, the things happen fast and furious and they you only you have to adapt. And when you learn to adapt to those unique and exciting and sometimes anxiety producing situations, you develop that perspective that you bring home with you and it just helps you in every single day of your life. When I yeah, I will say that my daughter certainly pushes me to always try something more challenging than I would do otherwise. And so Bit there's of a role that reversal comes from there. that too. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she's more um she's definitely more of a I wouldn't say a daredevil cuz she is cautious, but she definitely enjoys the soft adventure thing. So we've found ourselves doing things that I would have never thought we would do. So well, and she's only 14. Give her some time. She yeah. that, that caution might be uh, thrown completely into the wind here over the, over the next couple of years. All right, Tamara, can you share a gadget or a tool or a resource you use in your travels that just makes every trip better? Well, of course, the answer is always my smartphone because that has become the all-in-one pocket knife, right? Yeah, without so question. Yeah. So, but there are, there are apps that I certainly use that, that help. And, you know, I have tons of them when it comes to, you know, finding a flight or finding my way around a city or, um, finding places to eat or finding deals. So, you know, we could go down probably a million different rabbit holes about that. But I think that, you know, the important thing is to have, downloaded a lot of these in advance. And if there are opportunities, if you are traveling outside of the country, especially to be able to, um, if there are offline maps, for example, to do that, if you're going to have your data turned off, you know, I really look for ways that I can get the information that I need without having to use data if I can when I'm traveling internationally. And um, I also... I actually use an app called UMapped, which um, I put the, our whole itinerary into that. And then I have everything really right there. I have everything linked in when it comes to our confirmation numbers and um, any vouchers or things like that. So I really have everything. You know, I can look at it from a day view or, or item by item. So it helps keep me, helps me keep track of you know, where we're supposed to be and what's next. Well, that's a great recommendation. I was hoping you were going to go beyond, you know, the Yelps and the Google Maps, and you certainly did. So, UMapped is the name of your app recommendation, yeah? 
Yeah. Excellent. You heard it here first. Tamara Gruber recommends you mapped. All right. Tamara, can you just give us an elevator pitch? One quick piece of advice for parents who are hoping to inspire their kids through travel. Really get out there and do it. Start small, start local, build from there. It's all about having positive experiences. If you start off too ambitious and you have negative experiences, it's going to be really hard to get your kids to go back and look at it in a positive way and try it again. And so I really believe in starting small, starting local, starting young and building it from there and and just doing it and understand that everything is not going to be perfect all the time. Um, but the memories that come out of it and the way that you will see your children grow and look at the world, it's completely worth it and, and just do it. Yeah. There's a real mindset shift there. And I just, I think of it as always be traveling no matter where you are, especially when you're at home, because you know, that person you are when you're traveling, be that person at home, be that adventurous person who's seeking out those new experiences and those new adventures, even in your own hometown. And the other way that I I think of that, that always traveling concept is that there are people from all over the world potentially visiting your hometown and their encounters with you are part of their travel experience. You are part of that travel community together. We're seven plus billion strong, this travel community, every single one of us is in it. So if you have that mindset of really seeking out adventure and providing value and you know, really enhancing the experiences of the people around you every single day, especially in your own hometown, you're going to just really see doors open. And once that mindset shift happens, you're going to be, you're going to feel like uh, the person you really always wanted to be. At least that's been my experience. All right. So we're going to wrap up here Tamara. And before we say goodbye, can you tell the Dramatic Travels family where we can go to learn more about you and how they can get in touch? Yeah. So you can find records of all my travels at we3travel.com. That's we, the number three, travel.com. Uh, you can also listen to us on Vacation Mavens. Our website is vacationmavens.com, but we are in all of the major podcast directories, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and all the rest. Um, so you can certainly subscribe there. You can also find me on social media. Um, Instagram is probably one of the easiest, and that is we3travel um, on Instagram and Facebook, and then Twitter is T Gruber. Excellent. We're going to link up all those, all those different ways we can get in touch with Tamara in the show notes. So if you don't have that pin, no worries. We're going to have it all for you in the show notes at dramatictravels.com. Just head straight over there, type Tamara, that's T-A-M-A-R-A in the search bar, and you're going to go straight to her show notes page. Everything we talked about today is going to be right there for you to consume and enjoy. Tamara, thanks so much for spending time with me and the Dramatic Travels family. We really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you later. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode number six of the Dramatic Travels podcast. If you haven't already, I invite you to follow me on social media. I'm Aaron Schlein on all the socials. That's double A-R-O-N-S-C-H-L-E-I-N. And of course, go ahead and head over to DramaticTravels.com. That's where all the fun happens outside the fun that's happening in my house right now. I got to get going. My kids are just about to strangle each other. So have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.